Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm an actor, screenwriter, and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Susan Merson. Susan's an actor, writer, and teacher. Susan has appeared in TV shows and films such as Terminator 3, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and most recently Netflix's The Watcher, and a ton more. She's taught at NYU, Cal State Fullerton. Susan has written and produced a number of plays in both New York and LA, and as an author, she's written several books, including her most recent novel, How We Saw the Moon. A couple quick things before we jump into the episode. I've talked in the past about myself working on breaking into screenwriting. Please check out blackoilfilms.com screenwriting. There you can check out some of the screenplays I've written. I have the first 10 pages of each one uploaded, but feel free to email me at theartistsworkethicpodcast at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to send you a full script if you're interested in reading. Last thing before we get into the episode, I would love anyone listening to subscribe, rate, and review the Artists Work Ethic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us put the show out there for more people to listen to. All right, Susan, thank you for coming on with me today. Hi, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. Nice to meet you. So your career has crisscrossed between acting in TV, film, Broadway, writing books and plays, teaching. How are you structuring your day to balance life and productivity You know, with everything going on? Well, there's an easy question. Okay, <laughs> then. Um, uh, you know, you, take, you, take one, you do just what's in front of you. You take one step and then you do the other step. I think the bottom line is the construct as an artist today is like a renaissance artist or a renaissance person and multitasking, if you want to use 2023 20, word. If you're an artist as you, as by design or by sadness, <laughs> um, the thing, the next thing that you approach, you, you have to do fully. When you understand that everything you do is the part of the same impulse, which is to create, to channel work that is larger than yourself into this life, then you give each thing the respect it needs. You know, things are concurrent, but on the other hand, you're uh, the thing about being an artist in, in all the different ways that that happen is that they're all on slow burners anyway. They're all there, are there, you know, and sometimes you just you just turn the heat up on one and move it, move the focus to another. And if if the language or the job that you're trying to get out into the world or the voice you're trying to get out in the world is not happening on burner number six, maybe you're going to go to burner number three and see if you can get it out that way. Yeah, just a kind of a, like a, a little bit of a pivot and a move to the next Indeed, thing. A pivot and a move, right. Well, when I was younger, it was a pivot and a move, you know, <laughs> like an easy move stroll to the next. <laughs> <laughs> a little slide. A little slide over there, yeah, yeah. So do, you, do you think your work ethic comes from something in how you were raised or brought up or some other external factor, you know, um, in, in your life? I don't know. I don't think of it as a work ethic. I think that's very, you know, God bless you. It's very male paradigm. Um, uh, I think of it more as um, 
I think if anything, I'm overly idealistic. I was that's how I was brought up. I mean, I had a vision from the time I was a five-year-old kid. It, I knew I had something to say. And I have to do that. It's a compulsion, right? So it's there's no choice, right? It just eats the eats you eats away at you if you're not doing it. So okay, if the acting isn't coming through, okay, so then maybe we're going to start writing. Oh well, if the act, writing isn't coming through, then maybe start teaching the next generation. Or uh, okay, so if not if that's not working, what is the next the next possibility? Because it's the impulse comes from the same thing, which is we come down here, we have a message light workers the time that we're living in the planet and i think those of us who have this compulsion uh if we don't get nuts and let it get into you know crazy shit uh we will we'll figure it out some way we have to if we don't then it begins to come back in on yourself and you begin to get nutty so that's the work ethic the work ethic is listen how how important do you think specific to the arts persistence and perseverance are to breaking through, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll call it acting, yeah. you know, it's, it's That's maybe a tough not, one. maybe not in a, a battle of attrition, but just, you know, mm-hmm. staying patient within yourself, you know, how, how have you handled that in, in your yeah, it's career? Very, very tough. I think acting is very different, right? Because it's, you're not, you're not self-generative. Um, and, and what, my shift was when I was I was doing a play called Vanities back in the day off Broadway, and um, I was this big fancy star, and uh, I couldn't get arrested, right? So then you say, well, what the fuck? Excuse my language. Uh, what are we doing here? It's right, good. Um, and what happened was, I could. There was nothing I could do to control the assholes who either I looked like that person or I didn't look like that person. I'm a, a dark kind of. Italian looking person, even though I'm a Jewish person. And uh, in when I was coming up as a young, pretty one, that wasn't the look, right? So I had to come to the point where I had to say, okay, well, what is most important? Is it getting the job and being in the public eye? Or is it doing the work in a corny way, you know, even, you know, when I just finished watching Comiskey Method and the last thing he says, okay, let's do the work. But that's the thing that sustains us, right? So I can't control even today. I can't control whether or not they're going to think my nose is too big on the TV screen and all that other shit that drives you out of your mind. But what I can control is, okay, I can write a book. I can teach. I can make a thousand rugs. I can, you know, I can read tarot and be an intuitive reader. These are all the things that have happened to get the message into the world, to get my world, my work into the world. I mean, that's even a, that's a, great way to, you know, if you think about facing rejection, which, you know, anyone in the arts deals with a lot, that's a, it's a great way to kind of face that is to, we'll say pivot again and, you know, make something yourself or, or try a different medium of some kind. I think you have to, and especially now in media and, um, you know, if you're, if you're young and moving into it, you got to write the screenplay, you've got to do the podcast, you've got to do the television show on your website. You, that's what you have to do. In my day, it was like, you know, write an extra solo play or, you know, do an off-Broadway show or whatever the fuck you could do. Here's the d- dichotomy. The difference is, are you going to earn a living at it? And is that the most important thing? Now, sometimes it's the most important thing. 
So if it's the most important thing, then you got to get hip with that. You got to figure out what are they interested in, you know, blah, blah, and do all that stuff. As a woman, and as a woman who in my heyday was considered quite attractive, and I was the cutie pie, right? The sex goddess, because I was dark, I was never cast because it was all blondies and, you know, people like that, right? And California dreaming. So I had to decide what was more important. And and is my, and it's very difficult because that's the job you want to be, you know, my focus was always being an actor. I wanted to be an actor and do my work that way, right? And I did it very well all through Broadway and off Broadway, all the way up through my thirties. And then when I moved to LA, I did a lot of television and film, but at a certain point you grow out of what the zeitgeist is, right? And you think, well, okay, well, now what am I going to do with myself? So that's that I think is the um, really where your spiritual practice comes in. If you're an artist, and if you're an art, you don't have to be an artist to be an actor. It's okay. But those of us who are, I think, I, I think you can't get away from it. You have to just keep doing it. It's very difficult. I think it's that tough when yeah. somebody else says whether or not you can work. Absolutely. Oh, dear. You're so attractive. Or, you know, like 20 year old casting person says, excuse me, what have you done? And it's like, excuse me, what the, who the fuck are you? You can't let those triggers. You know, you have to decide what you want. You know, you want to be in the game again? OK, play the fucking game. It's really hard. So in, in terms of like organization, I'm a big list person. That's kind of how I'll organize myself and, and all of my different projects kind of by like bucket almost. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how do you organize yourself, whether it's, you know, in, in, in your day to day or kind of long-term goal setting, which I is, is always been important to me. It's kind of how I focus myself and, and get done what I need to get done. How, how do you approach that? I'm not as organized as you, (laughs) (laughs) Lists are good for the grocery store. I will admit that right now, at this particular time in my life, at my young age of 73 years old, um, 72, I won't be 73 until April, that I am now attempting to focus enough to manifest specific goals in my work. I never have before, honestly. I think it's intuitive. For me, it was intuitive. Because the minute I made something intellectually clear to myself, it, it would take the glow off of it. That was my thing. So I I believe in lists and organization. I believe that if you if you really want to get it done, then you have to know what your game is and play it. I don't think I'm a great example for that. <laughs> I try, but I'm not. <laughs> Do you, do you feel like, here's a quick one. Do you feel like you work better in the, call it early morning or late night? I found most people tend to fall into one of the two. And late it's night, definitely late. late night. Oh yeah, definitely. Don't talk to me before, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love the stillness of late at night. And I got into it when my kid was little, uh, you know, you, you get them done. Okay. But gone in bed good whatever even the husband has got to get up early goodbye and then you have this wonderful golden you know open time and i find that most of my work is not really conscious i just find that a lot of it because i've been writing so long and 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 doing these things so long i tend to not have a um a conscious awareness of the work that i'm doing like i cannot write for 3 or 4 days and then when i sit down it just comes right out because the processes have been going on yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so anything that you want to plug or talk about, you had mentioned oh. before we started, you had mentioned a, a new book. Yes, I definitely want to plug that. It's going to come out very soon. Like maybe I'm going to probably do a book launch begin first week of February. It's called, um, it's my third novel. It's called How We See the Moon, How We Saw the Moon. Sorry about that. I got to get the right title, How We Saw the Moon. And I'm very interested how uh, politics shoves us in our day-to-day life. So it's about the period between when Trump was elected just before um, COVID. And it's how that awareness that we were shifting into something that was really more honest, the honest paradigm of the of, of the crook was leading our country and what that do- did to the people who in some ways had fantasies about their goodness or fantasies about what was possible, et cetera. It's about how that awareness began. And um, I sure hope people will go to my website at www.susanmerson.com and check out my other books and my tarot reading, intuitive readings. And also um, I teach uh, writing uh, voicing classes for people who are wanting to move forward in their, um, their own visions. I also a copy editor, a development editor for books. Those many ways are the way in which uh, I bring the gifts that I feel that I've gotten, you know, into the world. Awesome. Well, Susan, thank you for talking with me today. Thank you so much, Mike. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic and check out theartistsworkethic.com.